Hapaday, and this is the KUM Podcast Network. Welcome to Conscious Living with Claire Calvo, where we show you how to live a happy and healthy island life. Thanks so much for downloading us. And now, here's Claire. Hapaday, namaste, and thank you for tuning in today. Guahan and beyond, I'm Claire Calvo, and this is Conscious Living. Today, I am here with two powerhouses, two lovely, beautiful ladies in the studio, here with Lisa Flores and Lorelai Kane. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm so glad you made it. So, there's so much that we're going to get into, but we're going to start with basically what brought all of us together, which is yoga. Yeah. The life of yoga. And, you know, I just, you know, we, I think we just met, you guys are just meeting today. Right. But Lisa and I, you know, although, like, we both are from here, we grew up, born and raised here, it wasn't until our love, our passion for yoga, you know, like, I would start seeing you on social media. I think that's how... It yeah, started. that's how or it maybe started. Through synergy. Yeah, through synergy, she was brave enough to take a chance on me, fledgling, you know, yoga instructor, you know, super wet behind the ears, this you know, was way yeah, back. way back. And then um, from there, I just started teaching more in the hotel circuit. Yeah, and then just on social media, okay. it's almost like we're sisters already. We're so you know, sisters, so, yeah, <laughs> soul sisters. I like to, yeah, I like to think of it. Yeah, like for yeah. sure. And then with Lorelai, I. Again, through Synergy, but it was... I, I officially met you on the 1st of January at your um, New Year's Day intention oh, setting, nice. but, but I had taken one of your classes years ago when I first started yoga. I, I didn't wow. meet you then, but I remember I did yoga at home for three years. I was scared to go to any classes, and somewhere in the middle of there, I went to yours, and then I was scared to go to yoga again <laughs> for another couple years. So yours was my only class in three years because I'm one of those people who thought yoga was um, ridiculous at first, I should say, and um, and I just wanted to do it at home. I was nervous to go to classes. I think I was a person back then who would compare myself to other people, and, and it was hard. So. Well, I'm curious, ridiculous in what way? Because honestly, when I was first introduced to yoga, like way back, my sister Rena brought me to my first yoga class. And of course, I was like a, in high school back then. I'm like, okay, this is like literally an hour of what we do in dance class for the first five minutes of stretch or the 10 yeah. minutes. You know what I mean? So I just thought, okay, this is just stretch. But it wasn't until I got truly immersed into like the life and the practice mm-hmm. of, of yoga, mm-hmm. not just the asanas, not just, but linking it with the breath and every, every other aspect of yoga. Is that what you mean? by like you thought it was I was just using that as a better word for um like I don't I don't want to say what I I I just thought it was kind of like stupid or not my thing I didn't I didn't know what it was Uh, I'm so glad she said that yeah (laughs) I don't think it's stupid now to be clear that's how I came to it you know I was just kind of messing around and my sister and I'm gonna date myself my sister was like Oh, I have a videotape. And so I was like, okay, let me borrow your VHS. You know, so I took the tape home. And I can't even remember the gal's name, but when she started talking, I was like, oh, my God, is she, like, high on something? Because this is crazy. And everything she said just was just, like, not... You know, I was like, okay, this is stupid. Right, you know, right. I'm not, I'm done. So and you're so, kind of cynical, like the way yeah, I was like, roll yeah. my eyes, like, okay, really? This yeah. Is, we're going to do an hour of this? And then 10 minutes into it, I just, I stopped the tape, took it out, and then I was just like, gave it back to my sister. And then um, you're, maybe a year or two later, I was going through something really intense in my life. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, if I don't do something, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. And I, kept hearing about yoga it still wasn't really popular yet Mm. on Guam you hadn't brought it yet like mainstream the way it is now and then it was the same tape and all of a sudden I was just more receptive to it and so it really is that the the teacher arrives when the student is ready yeah Mm -hmm. incredible that it's the same thing but it's all our perspective all our perception of what we are engaging in yeah yeah but then Lorelai Lorelai. I keep saying Lorelai. That's okay. Um, when, you, when you said also about um, about how it was really, like, my class. You hated it. And then when you took my class, you're like, okay, so I hate it. Was it because... At first, I was like, oh, okay, I got this. I've been practicing at home. And then, like, partway through the class, I was like, I'm not ready for this yet. So Well, I mean, I got to say, and I, I've seen it with other... Like, I trained under Brian Kess for many years. And mm-hmm. he's like yoga and not just him but like a lot of the other instructors I've trained under and even with my own practice I found that 
as I got deeper into the practice, the physical aspect is not as intense. Mm-hmm. And there's other aspects that I'm kind of more focused into. So I feel like, well, you know, also as you know, I've become old. I'm 46 years old now. I just turned 46 a couple of weeks ago. But I feel like... That's why it's beautiful that we all have different styles, not just in this room, but there's so many styles to choose from Mm -hmm. because there is a yoga practice for For everyone, for the Mm -hmm. athlete, for those who are just Mm -hmm. more, you know, wanting of a restorative. There's, you know, the there's like so many different styles that there's a there's, you know, there's no one fit for all. There's Mm -hmm. different styles for everyone. So can you each share? um, I'll start with you, Lisa. Just like what I I don't want to like just peg you know you yeah. guys into one certain practice yeah. can you just yeah. share how you started yoga and how it evolved well I just started doing it for myself like I said you know mm-hmm. there was something going on in my life at that time and I needed a way to decompress so it started as that and then I just started doing um, the DVDs at home mm-hmm. and like you just home I'm practice I actually, all I wanted I actually yeah. did that too but I'll tell yeah. you in a minute who's the instructor <laughs> um at Rainbow Mars. Rainbow. She was one of my favorites. I still love her. I yeah, did. She's I, so great. I did a, a, a retreat with her and David Wolf. Oh, wow. Back in, like, in mm. Maui. This was, like, in 2000, early 2000s. But yeah. she, I don't know if she's still practicing, but she has a yeah. beautiful approach. To I do. Yoga. I love her approach. And I think it was that approach. It's, you know, so spiritual. Yeah. And so I think that was what I needed at the time. And so what I noticed was not only was I feeling better, you know, internally, feeling a little more calm, but I started to notice that I was gaining a lot of physical strength. Mm -hmm. And that was giving me my confidence back. And slowly, you know, the Lisa Sablon from before started to come back. And not just come back, but like a newer, Mm -hmm. definitely, we always say it in class, but it's so true, a newer version Mm -hmm. of myself. And Mm -hmm. I was so embracing that, you know, and it was and I couldn't figure out, I was like, is this a female midlife person? Is that what I'm going through right now? You know, but it was just much needed. And I started to get stronger at it. And then I started doing it with girlfriends, you know. So I had been dabbling in it for a while, and I was in the marketing um my career was marketing at the time. And so I was doing sales at different publications, different media outlets. And so I finally, you know, I was at um, at work one day and I was talking about it with my girlfriends and my coworkers and they're like, okay, can we start doing it after work? So I was like, okay, cool. And so I would be the one guiding them. We weren't watching a video because we always wanted to do it outside, mm-hmm. you know, and so was, I would be guiding them and they're, one of them kept outside telling me. Outside as in outside. Yeah, like, outdoors. Nice. Yeah. So one of my girlfriends was saying, God, you have such a gift for this. And she was like, uh-huh. why don't you teach public classes and I was like oh no I'm not certified so none of you better sue me okay because I'm not (laughs) certified and then I was like and they were like god you gotta try and then I had quit the marketing arena and I was like okay if I'm gonna do this you know then I gotta do it yeah I gotta go all in but prior to that happening I had gotten the flu Mm -hmm. and so I was homebound for like three four weeks couldn't really do anything and so and I had actually bought an online class Mm -hmm. and so all the books were sent to me and so the training yeah the training you know all the books and everything the DVDs for anatomy and all that and so I was like okay I started reading it but I put it away and I had had it already for three months and so I was like okay well I'm not doing anything cabin fever was setting in and so it was like you know from having the flu still coughing and all that I was like okay, I'm, I can't do anything but stay home. So I started to study my books and everything. And within two weeks, I was ready to take the test. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I took the written test and I did well. And then I had to send in a video of myself teaching. So I borrowed my sister, <laughs> my sister Catherine. And so she was my student. And so we did the video. And that was where I was nervous because you don't know what they're going to be you know, judging you like on, grading you on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, and I wasn't there to defend myself, right, right. <laughs> you know, or anything like that. So it came back and I had aced that too. And so I was like, okay, I'm certified. You know, and I was like, okay, now what do I do with this? And so I just started going out there and seeing who needed yoga instructors and who was really willing to take a risk yeah. on someone that, you know, was teaching for the first time. And 
it's so nerve-wracking, you know, the very first class that you're teaching and then every new class, whether it's at a conference or, mm-hmm. you know, something like the seminar, it's still nerve-wracking, but, you know, I... I love it, and yeah. I just was like, okay. And I think over the years, what's happened is I've developed um, my approach in my practice is more soulful. So there's a lot of spiritual stuff, just like that mm-hmm. gal that I was like, oh my God, is she high? So <laughs> a lot of times in classes, I might sound like I'm a little bit high, you know, and it's like, you know, and it's funny, but that's how it started for me. And so, yeah. and what I've, what my practice, not just my own personal, but in teaching what it's evolved into is more mindful movement. So I move really slowly and I do a lot of the anatomy check-in, but I also want them to feel it because when you're giving cues, Mm -hmm. there's like so much of the the intellectualization right, of right, it, right. you know, so, okay, I got to do this. I got to put my hand where my, you know, my spine has to be where, you know, that kind of and thing. And that's the thing yeah. with yoga. I mean, cause I've taught like dance and like other kind of like fitness classes for years, you know, for like, God, I'm really going to date myself over 20, <laughs> over 25 years. And with that, it's, you know, you're, you're all, left brain right so it's right. like you're, you're whether you're mirroring them you memorize the, the choreography the routine whatever it's just like follow me five six seven eight da, 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 everything is just structured right right but when you teach a yoga class yeah you're it's you're coming more from a heart space than you are from your you know so it's that balance of still making sure you're giving them adequate efficient information right. but at the same time it's coming from more right brain heart space you know especially yeah. if, if it's if it's a practice that's not like an Ashtanga or a Bikram where it is already set. Yes. So, and how incredible, like, it's amazing, like how you said, you put all the training material aside and God or the universe or whatever you want to call the divine. It was like, Hits okay, me with you the keep, exactly. It's like, okay, <laughs> really? You're not going to stay you started home? Doing your yeah. study, this so. is going to keep you home yep. and train for this. Yeah, and, and I really wasn't, I would crack the book open every now and then. It's like, eh, you know, and put it aside. <laughs> and then it when that happened, you know, like I said, cabin fever set in. And I wanted, I needed to do something, keep myself busy, but I still needed to take care of myself as well. So I was like, okay, this is the thing I'm going to do. But How do it, you feel like it has... Um, I mean, I know it's such a loaded question. How do you feel it has transformed you as a woman, as a human? I think for me, it's like, are we allowed to curse on this? Okay. Everything except the F word. (laughs) Well, it's allowed me to own my shit, you know, seriously. And, you know, growing up here on Guam and in the Catholic faith, there's a lot of guilt, right? There's a lot of guilt that we hold on to. And so what it... What I was doing was I was in denial of all my own crap, you mm-hmm. know. And so it was like, because I always felt like, you know, I'm very good to everybody. Because my whole thing was I really do want others to treat me the way I would treat them. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when someone didn't do it that way, I would feel really hurt, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like, then I'd act out and not realize that as I'm hurting, I'm hurting somebody else. You know, and so the people who were really good at pointing out, you know, my BS were my children, mm-hmm. you know, my children and my husband. And it irked me and I would be so upset about it. But then through the yoga practice, I'd still be upset because the truth hurts. Right. So I'd still be upset about it. But then I take a breath and I go away for a minute and I think about what they said and I'd be like, OK, be honest you know, with yourself. Are they right? And you're, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, they're right about this, maybe not this. And so I'll go back to them and I'll have a dialogue with them. And I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. this is why I said this. It's not right that I said this one thing, you know, and I said, and I'm sorry for that. This is why I said this, you know, it was a reaction and I shouldn't be reacting. You know, I, I said, you know, I'm willing to hear what you have to say. It's going to hurt me at first, yeah. and I'm going to react a certain way. And I said, I'm really working on that, you know, that kind of thing. And so that's how it started, yeah. because I've always been ultra-sensitive. In my family, I'm known as the one that's, that's you know, oh, she's super-sensitive, <laughs> don't say this to her, don't, you know, yeah. she's going to cry, she's going to get upset, you know, that kind of thing. And I didn't want to be approached that way right. anymore. I wanted people to feel like they... Like walking on yeah. eggshells almost. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I knew how that felt, too, to be doing <laughs> that myself, walking on eggshells. Right yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you talk about, like, how your husband and your children really are the ones to reflect on you like your shit yeah for me i mean i felt like with yoga you know 
people come to a yoga practice thinking it's going to de-stress, it's going to like Automatic. bring, yeah. you know, equanimity and like balance and, you know, it's a great effect. But for me, like I'll be in there for the session, whether I'm teaching it or taking it and I'm like, I feel it. But as soon as I would get out on the road, I'd be like, ah, you cut me off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like then the ego takes over. Yeah. So for me, that was still like, it took a while because also I'm ultra sensitive, but I'm also like reactive that way have been but now I feel with a seven-year-old in my life he has truly become my yoga yeah every challenge that I thought that yoga has definitely helped me through but having a child and you know being a single mom you know he goes back and forth primarily with me but he just having and he's a super high energy like four children wrapped up in one skin (laughs) but love and pieces but really he truly has um been my my yoga lesson he's like my my little guru yeah and i feel that way too like i feel like um my husband for example I definitely look to him as my guru. Back in the day, and, you know, and our marriage has taken a hit twice. So, you know, we've been divorced twice and married three times. You know, it's always we come back to each other. It's such a strange and funny story, but that's you know our story. Yeah. And and it's a it's a crazy one, but it's also a really great one. You know, mm-hmm. and as much as there were, it was so tumultuous. It's there's also been so much love, and I think that's why it was so tumultuous was because there was so much yeah, love. Yeah. You know, and so he. He has all now, so, you know, and and I think I can say this because he's really honest about it because he feels like in his honesty and his forthrightness, you know, he may be able to help somebody else. So Mm -hmm. at one point he he was a drug addict, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what caused the demise of our, our marriage. And we took us a while, seven years of being divorced, to make our way back to each other. But in him losing all of that, you know, and going back to his real self, an even better version of himself. Wow. Yeah, he's like more at peace and more calm, and he's always making me laugh. And so it's like when I look at him and I see how he approaches situations, and yeah. he's always the one, like, if I'm scared to do something, he'll be right there and he'll be like, you know, I'll never put you in a dangerous situation and, you know, you can trust me and you can do this. He was like, just breathe. He goes, you're a yoga teacher, breathe. (laughs) And so he reminds me to practice what I preach, you know, and so it's like, in that sense, he becomes my guru just the way KP is with you. That's beautiful. And my sons are the same way and so it's like, and I love that because the very things that I so admire about them, those are the things that I can also learn from them, you know, and, and they're they've been teaching me that way yeah, and yeah. I love it yeah. and that's a beautiful we're going to segue back to that because I want to learn more about just how our practice and how the people in our lives how it affects us but also those in our circle yeah. um, so I want to circle back to that but okay. Lorelai I want to ask you about your I'm enjoying listening to you <laughs> a lot of what you're saying is like is resonating with me a lot of okay. similarities but n- n- not the same in any way right but, um yeah, when you spoke of getting the flu, I mean, I guess the beginning of my yoga start story would start with getting very sick. I was a teacher here for almost 12 years, from 2004 to 2016, and um, somewhere in there, I think it was 2010, um, I was sick yet again. I was sick all during a spring break. That was my spring break from teaching, and maybe the whole following week, I was sick and out of out of the classroom. And, it, and that you're talking about elementary school, I was right? An elementary yeah. school teacher. I was so sick, and I was at home just miserable. Like I, I was on inhalers. I was having trouble breathing. Chest congestion. Um, just head congestion. Just gooey all over, and that's TMI. But uh, I just remember thinking this is not how it's meant to be why am I sick all the time because that wasn't the beginning of me being sick I I had been sick over the years and just wondering like why Um, how do I make myself better and I and I tell people like I had a bit of a revelation at that time like wondering what is the purpose of life it's not to be sick all the time and I think a lot of people can kind of relate to that because there are many out there who who get sick all the time probably wondering why is this happening Um, and I, I think I had like a 
breakdown. I was crying. I was praying. I was Googling, like, what is the point of life? And I started watching TED.com videos, and there was a lot of very inspirational speakers on there. And um, so during that time, I, I think I was praying for a better life, praying for changes to be made. And, man, when you decide that you're ready to change, like, doors start mm-hmm. opening. Oh, man. Absolutely. Doors yeah. were opening to me left and right. Um, people showed up in my life who knew about health and nutrition and fitness. And um, so I started – actually, there's a lot to do with eating a plant-based diet that I started learning. I mean, and, and I – not only did I think yoga was a little stupid, I thought vegetarians or vegetarianism, <laughs> I should say. I thought that, that vegetarianism was just kind of stupid because I'm yeah. from Missouri. We eat meat, you know, right. and I never thought and I would be veg- <laughs> I'm a vegetarian striving to be vegan. So, oh, that's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I mean, I I decided that I wanted to make changes, and I began to. I started eating more plants, and that helped a lot. I stopped drinking soda. That helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Drinking more water helped a lot. Um, And uh, I started doing P90X. P90X is a series of DVDs, like 11 or 12 DVDs that you do, I think, one every day. um, Or maybe there's seven. I can't remember right now. Because, honestly, I started doing P90X, and I was doing all the DVDs night after night. And then I'd get to the yoga one. The first time I got to the yoga one, it was an hour and 33-minute DVD. And I got, like... 20 or 30 minutes in and I thought I was going to die. So I, that was it. That was it for that night. And I kept doing the P90X program, got to the P, the yoga DVD, I think the following week. Um, and I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to do this again. And um, I got a little further. I didn't get through the whole thing, but I got a little further. And I remember thinking, oh, I... I did a little bit better this time. Kept doing P90X, got to the third week or the third time I did yoga. And I got a little further in the DVD. And I was like, this is kind of fun. Like, I couldn't do that last week, and I feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I scrapped the rest of the program and only did the yoga DVD. And eventually, I was doing hour and 33 minutes of yoga, and I was starting to feel good. Mm-hmm. I was sick less often. And um, in, like, I think a year, I don't know how far into it, I went to your class. I think self-doubt and lack of confidence kind of kept me from going to another yoga class for some time. But that that's my story, and that's okay. I was okay with doing yoga in the home until I was ready to step out yeah. again. And yeah. I started going to um, Andrea's class at mm-hmm. Synergy, and she, she I knew her, um, and I felt comfortable in her class. And, and I think over time I learned that... Um, you don't need to compare yourself to anybody when you go to yoga. Absolutely. Um, it, nobody went there to go judge you that day. Right. Everybody yeah. who goes to yoga is going there to try to better themselves, um, heal themselves, what, whatever it is. But um, yeah. And also, they're so focused just on their own practice, they don't have time or energy yeah. to look around yeah. the room. Because I think that's what a lot of people, what I hear a lot is... Oh, I'm not flexible enough. Or, I hear oh, that not. a lot, and I always chuckle because yeah. it's like it's like it's called a practice for a reason, you don't, and it's yeah. not a competition. You don't get, you don't go to yoga or practice yoga because you're not flexible. You you go to become more flexible, not only in your body but in your, your mind, mind. Yeah. And your soul, yeah. and your whole being. And um, so, you know, I I I, tur- I became uh, what I mean to say is I started loving yoga. You know, I love every part of it, the postures. I think for me at first, because I was doing P90X with Tony Horton, um, it was physical. Yeah. I didn't, I had no idea there was anything that could be spiritual about it. I didn't know that for quite some time. Um, uh, but, I, and I don't, I don't necessarily know if the spiritual part affects everybody or right. if everybody understands that. I, I, I heard an analogy, I read an analogy about an apple. If you like can you can look at an apple, you could put it in a jar, you could draw diagrams, but you don't truly know about that apple until you bite into it, right. mm-hmm. and then you understand like what it tastes like, and then you know it can start to sustain your body. And so yoga is kind of like you can't look at it, you can't know about it until you practice yeah. it on a regular right. basis. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I I know. Uh, so I went through a transformation. I lost 50 pounds in one year, wow. and I was teaching a um, sports health and nutrition um, themed curriculum that I created. Um, I was teaching gait at the time, and my students literally watched me lose weight as I was talking about how to be um, 
how to be That's more nutritious. Cool. And that is. Yeah. It's yeah. Really cool. So that was life-changing for me. And I know somewhere around there, or sometime after that, I started having this idea that I would love to bring yoga into the elementary school classrooms mm-hmm. of Guam, specifically yes. the public schools, mm-hmm. specifically the elementary schools. Because mm-hmm. um, not only, I have a dream to, to do that, not only for the students, but for the teachers as well. Because yeah. after 12 years of teaching here, almost 12 years, um, I was ready for a break. I moved to California for three years, but um, I was tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching is a lot of work. It, it is very time. rewarding work, and I love it. I wasn't burnt out. I wouldn't say that, but I was ready for a break. And I remember telling, I think it was Andrea, um, I'd like to go to California and get certified to teach yoga. And I didn't know at that time that I'd ever make it back to Guam. But here I am, mm-hmm. back here, and I feel like maybe a step closer to that that dream. Um I have to talk to a lot of people, plant a right. lot of seeds to maybe get to that dream. But I, I think that bringing yoga into the elementary schools where kids are young, where they can start to learn how to breathe mm-hmm. and how to um, some of the postures and about strength. I think it re- really could I help. I wish they had it when kids. we were well, yeah. in school. Like I really do. Well, when we were in school, I mean, there's so many different reasons why it would be important to have in the elementary school system in all school, but especially mm-hmm. elementary. But aside from the fact that we actually had PE, we had physical yeah. education, they don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's part of the program right now. Because I remember when they don't have PE not in public school elementary. Oh, but well, what I remember back in, because my sister, one of my sisters was a teacher for many years, for 20-some years at Swimming Elementary. Mm-hmm. So when I moved back here, I would go there and just volunteer, you know, do um, teach them kids Zumba or dance, right. kids yoga, you know, and then up till now, you know, every so often I'll just go to the different schools and it's incredible to see how, of course, for me, dance and yoga, both of them just seeing just their spirits yeah. light mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and just the, the, the centeredness and, and their true their their true spirit really just like wanting to engage in that way mm-hmm. with, with themselves but also like each other and their curiosity about it all. Yeah. And also to just fuel that all their energy into something positive. I have, to, I have to do a little shout out to my sister because my sister teaches at Marizo Elementary School mm-hmm. and she, every Friday there's a lady, Annie, who comes in and teaches Zumba for, uh, she does two sessions I think, I want to say about 30 minutes each um, of Zumba mm-hmm. for the kids and I went last Friday and I turned around and I was lo- watching the kids and they were, they were into it, they were engaged and I was thinking like that would be really neat to do, you know, my passion is yoga, I like Zumba too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, that's her passion, and she's doing her thing, and she's bringing it to the schools, and just the idea of bringing yoga to the schools. And I, what I wanted to say was um, uh, I'd like to bring it not only to the students, if possible, but to the elementary school teachers, those right. who are receptive. Yeah. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't imagine that all the people, all teachers on Guam are going to want to teach yoga to their kids, but to be able to step into a classroom and just provide them with a tool that they could use yeah, on yeah. days where it's hard for the teacher, mm-hmm. because I know that days can be hard for a teacher with teachers getting stressed out or there's a lot of behavior issues to be able to put the kids in savasana or just say you know we're gonna all do tree pose for a couple minutes and like recenter and breathe for a couple minutes could really be a good tool for the teachers who are open to that to use in their classrooms and i think we need it more now with the way technology is going and kids are on their electronics Mm -hmm. you know i like two-year-olds know how to use those things you know Mm -hmm. it just blows my mind so i think you know for it to happen that way, like for you to bring something more physical back mm-hmm. to the classroom environment, that's amazing. Because like my son and his wife, their whole thing. So for Christmas, right, it was like no toys, no gifts. And I'm like, dude, I'm their grandmother. <laughs> I want to be able to spoil them. And he was like, no, what we're trying to do is we're trying to do experience-based experience. mm-hmm. gifts. And so I said, okay. So I went and bought them, you know. Uh, membership at one of the botanical gardens near their area and so they can go at any time they want you know and I told them I said the walking trails there are beautiful Mm -hmm. you know and so you guys would have a good time my granddaughter loves to read I said she could read in a little private corner I said so you know it and I thought it was a brilliant idea you know and, and they don't allow them to be on tablets and things like that so they're allowed 
on that only like when they're traveling or something like that yeah. like long road trips wow. yeah. I've heard stories like this more and more where um, families want experiences and less yeah. things less materialism more minimalism and life experiences and so I can't help but, but say that you know here on Guam or anywhere really a, a yoga membership yeah. or a membership to a yoga studio would be a great experience <laughs> hello so that's why everyone comes right November Gift. December we're like stocking yeah. steppers yeah. energy right, gift certificates okay. <laughs> well I was trying to make it so that my son and my daughter-in-law would go <laughs> so it's like you know I know yeah. that they definitely do that you know for them at I, least to the park you and, know into the garden yeah and so I've I've had a little bit of um, experience teaching kids yoga um, in California and I and I hope to do that here too we'll see um, but I, I also kind of want to talk about like um, those people who like kind of want to do it or mm-hmm. don't really want to maybe they don't want to do it or they don't know how to make themselves go do the yoga they maybe people like me who who've been embarrassed in their bodies you know or embarrassed to right. go put on the yoga clothes and go out yeah. there like I just I want to speak to that for just a moment yeah. like yeah and, and just take this opportunity to say go do it you know just just do it don't don't worry about the outer shell because um you know that'll start to wear, and, and you get to find out who you really are, who you really want to be. And I think that's a big part of what yoga is. Yeah, yeah. finding out. But I think also how you said you were, you started with DVDs, VHSs, right. and mm-hmm. whatnot. Even me, you started. I think that's Three what years. it takes. It's great that we have, yeah. you know, on one hand to have like you know our tablets and whatnot. You know, it's how we use it. Right. And if you use it for impairing things like that, yeah, you know, you get comfortable with it to the point where you step out and you join everyone else. That's there's right. Even free right. Um, like yoga with Adrienne on on YouTube. Oh, free, I love her. Free. I mean, yeah. there's ones you can pay for as well. But I've I watched her a little bit, and you could do a 20 minute yoga session or an hour. You could find something that fits you. So it's a, even it's a Brian, good place Brian to Kess speak. has had. Has, yeah, he I've has seen free his, live classes yeah. and they're live streaming. Oh, in I, his, uh, I don't think he really has a studio anymore. He's kind of he's one of those who just travels all the time now yeah. and does retreat. I, oh, I nice. came to his yeah. uh, when he, when you brought him here. Yeah, yeah, I went to that one. That was awesome. The three day workshop. I love Brian Kess. <laughs> he has because when, when I did his teacher training with Rollin, Rollin is who I opened up Synergy with back in two thousand four. We flew him back here two times, and um, but when we did his teacher training, it was three and a half weeks in Tulum, Mexico. Mexico, and this incredible, oh, nice. like we were like on a beach, like in the middle of nowhere, like clothing optional type place. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was truly just living, just like naturally, naturally yeah. in nature, part of nature. But what I really appreciate about his training is, of course, he's very you know Ashtanga based and Vinyasa um, flow. But you know he coined the power yoga. But it was also he invited other instructors from. Um, Iyengar tradition from uh, yeah it was Iyengar and then of course we did a lot of the kirtan those who are more into the more of the spiritual realm of, of bringing right. chanting and the bhajan so it was so many de- different types of yoga that he incorporated together with of course you know the basics of what we all learn with learning the Sanskrit and the right. the you know the physiological. Um, all the different aspects, but all the different styles as well. So I really appreciated that. Um, I want to swing back around to what you're talking about earlier about relationships. Right. So um, how have how do you? We'll go again. We'll go with Lisa mm-hmm, and then Lorelai um, about how you feel like when you started doing yoga because when we first opened back in 2004. It was a much smaller population who really came and right. embraced yoga. It yeah. was a small circle, Nothing but it was yet. a yeah. strong, yeah. small circle. But we also got from the other end, we were hearing, you know, I would hear things like, are you trying to convert people into Hinduism yeah. or Buddhism? There were oh, yeah. these misconceptions of it, you know, coming from more of the theological or religious end. Right. And so, you yeah. know, just breaking through that and explaining that there's spiritual aspects to it, yeah. to certain classes. Not everyone really gets into the mm-hmm. spiritual aspect, but it's not per se, you know, a religion. Yeah. But it, 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 there's a spiritual component to it. Yeah. So, you know, but now, of course, it's a lot more well accepted. I mean, it was even to the point where the Sisters of Mercy, <laughs> I was teaching them for a while, uh, chair yoga, uh, seated yoga at the convent at Oka. Nice, yeah. So, I mean, when you see that it's embraced this, you know, this much more now, but more of like our personal relationships. How have you, how do you feel, um, 
it has affected not just yoga but all the, everything else not just the yoga practice but just right. the lifestyle because even like the other thing that's kind, I think kind of go hand in hand with yoga but the whole ahimsa like for many years I didn't eat meat or I was vegetarian and vegan for many years and so. that affected some of my relationships like some friends in my life literally told told me straight out like even when I was living in LA I don't know what you're going through but it's a little too okay airy fairy for you yeah. for me so uh, there, there was a a friend who literally broke away from me for like over a year. And so how, you know, the, the positives are what the seemingly positive and negative is how has this kind of lifestyle affected your relationships? Well, I can relate to that because I did try vegetarianism um, and I had actually lost so much weight and my sons were starting to worry. Mm. So when I started to eat meat again, and, and I started to eat meat again just because they were asking me. And so I tried not to do red meat, but, mm-hmm. you know, more of like the chickens and turkeys and that kind of stuff and fish. And so, you know, but they were like, oh, mom, you know, you're losing too much weight and, you know, you don't look healthy. And so I was like, okay, you know, because I didn't want them worrying about me. So I would start to include a little more of the white meats you know, mm-hmm. into my diet. But, um, you know, so I, I would take that into consideration. But, yeah, you know what I noticed is that when I started to find my voice again, and this is what yoga will do, is it, it will empower you. And mm-hmm. everything that you were, especially when you're sensitive, the way mm-hmm. we are, it's like you're always trying to please other people. Yes. So when you finally find yep. that power and that voice, um there's going to be a lot of people in your life that you love and that you know love you that are going to be so blown away by it that it's like, you know, what is wrong with her? Yeah. You know, yeah. why is she moody? So now you're being considered moody or, you know, or, God, she's so selfish, you know, or stuff like that, right. you know. So that will happen. And nobody, nev- you know, like in my close, my immediate family and with my sons and, you know, that was never the thing that was said to me, you know, but I could feel that, you know, if my saying no to something was like, oh, my God, you know, it's, it's yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. You know, and it's like, they won't, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's like, so you'll see that, you know, that might put a strain, but I think for me, it was like, what I would do is I would just communicate. I got better and better at communicating mm-hmm. and saying that, you know, um, I need to take care of myself. And so this is what I've got to do first. Yeah. You know, and and it's hard for some people to accept that, you know, without looking at it as you being selfish. Yeah. But, you know, when they really love you, they'll get on board. You know, they'll start to see the benefits of it, especially when they see that, okay, yeah, I can see why she's doing it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? She's a lot stronger. She's a lot more confident. And you know what? I'm proud of her. And then, you know, it comes back around and they're like, okay. But yeah, you're totally right. Because that's the thing about change. It's not comfortable. And it's not just for you. People around you, when they see you changing and having a different outlook in life or having just a different, just being, just changing. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not comfortable for people who are used to like, but we're drinking buddies or, you know, whatever it is. It's like you're changing our relationship. You're changing our connection. And and that's the beauty of it, too, is because everything in life, right? Everything they say the only constant is change. And having that being Mm -hmm. okay with I still have love for this person. And it's okay that we're no longer in each other's lives in the daily. You know, what I mean, it's okay that we still have the, you know. We're always going to have uh, our sisterhood or a bond or whatnot, but it may not be just like that daily yeah. hangout type thing that it used to. And I call it loving from afar. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best ways to do it is that because you did love them and they did love you, and you know that happened at one point in your life. And even if you're not, you know, even if you can't be in each other's presence for whatever reason, whatever went down and however it went down, you know, at least love them from afar, you know, wish them well, bless them all the time. You know, when you think of them, because something brought you guys together. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, because when I was thinking the beauty of what, I mean, of course I was speaking on a a female friend, but when I was thinking about you with your husband, that's incredible that for seven years, you guys had this like space for yourself. And it's like when you got right, you know, he got right and it's like it came back yeah and not that's not very common that's a beautiful thing that it did and you know it it was crazy too because I didn't realize it at the time but him needing to get right and him going through all the mud the dirt the yuck 
I needed to go through that too to get to this point because I still would have been closed-minded. Right. You know, I was raised a certain way and, you know, Mm -hmm. certain religious beliefs and all of that. So it's like, okay, you know, and when you're the way I was, like I was in that mode and it was like, you can't tell me otherwise. Super stubborn, you know, super hard-headed. But I needed my pride. Oh my God, you know, I asked God, you know, be careful what you pray for. Yeah. You know, you pray, okay, I want to be more forgiving, you know, kind of. There you go. Okay, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) And then he zaps you with all this stuff that you have to forgive and that you have to offer kindness and compassion. And it was a really rough road for both of us. And as much as we Mm -hmm. traversed it separately, I will say this, we were never completely not in contact with each other throughout that seven years of divorce. So there would, yeah, because we had kids, you know, and so there was only one occasion and that was two weeks and that was when he was hitting rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and that worried me and it worried our son, you know, and stuff like that, our sons, but it was what was needed for our family, I think as a whole. But it's beautiful that, you know, usually you hear stories of he saved her, she saved him. No, you guys saved yourselves. Yeah. And then came together as whole people. Yeah. You know, because that whole thing, you complete. I'm sorry, I don't mean yeah. to be cynical about yeah. it, but it's two whole people coming together, not like, I'm your 50% and you're my 50%, yeah. right? Uh, and it's so great that you're saying that because I think that was key too. Like, we would have conversations. Um, I went and taught a yoga class once and I was heading to my mom's house. We On Sundays, we at the time, we were having morning prayer and breakfast. So we'd pray first and then we'd all join around the table. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and so we'd share a lot. And on the way down, he's driving on the road, pulls over and says, can we talk? So we're on the side of the road. We're talking, you know, and I could tell that he was just down, that that was, he was reaching his low point. Yeah. You know, and so I just looked at him and I said, I'll pray for you. You know, and I said, and I love you, but not that way anymore. And I said, just get right. And I, and he was like, I am. I'm going to get right for us. And, you know, and I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I told him, I said, please don't do that. I said, don't get right for me. Don't get right for the boys. Don't get right for our marriage. I said, get right for you. Because if you get right for us, I said, that's a big burden you're putting on us. Please don't put that on yeah, us. Yeah. You know, I said, because then we become responsible for your yeah. sobriety. You right. know, and so I said, you need to do this because you madly love yourself and you know that you're and I told him I said you are worthy of great things I said I hope you know that and I think that was it was such a powerful conversation you know still stuff still happened you know he still had to go through what he was going through but I think that that was probably the big um the end of that crappy part you know, I think at that point we were both realizing that okay. Were you well, already practicing yoga at that time? Yeah, you already I teaching. Was, yeah, I was already teaching at that time, so it was a really cool thing to have happen. You know, and I, I would sit there in the midst of it and and be crying like, you know, why is this happening to me? You know, I'm a good person, blah blah blah. You know, and upset, pissed right. off at God, you know, and at everything, and it really, the practice was what helped me to see that. It wasn't happening to me. It was happening for me. Yeah. You know, and I needed this, you know, as much as he was going through his own crap, I needed this. I needed some humble pie. Yeah. And boy, did I get not just a <laughs> slice, but a good <laughs> Here's the bakery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. So, but yeah, the, you know, that's to me, it can affect your relationships in that kind of negative way mm-hmm. where people where you outgrow a certain relationship. Right. It's not that you don't love them or you're yeah. not, that you're better than anybody. Just, it's just your needs The vibration's yeah, different. It's the frequency's different. Right. different. And that's the thing. It's like it's not bad or good, negative or positive. It's just I think yoga or any kind of change, any kind of different lifestyle or anything that you, you kind of ebb and flow through, There's it's a wonderful way of kind of just like... Attracting, you know, they say um, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Yeah. So it, it does, it has a wonderful way of releasing, letting go of the frequencies and the energies, the connections that no longer serve either of you, right. and making space and room for new energies yeah. to come mm-hmm. and fill. So, on that well, note, Lorelai. When, when you ask, like, how does it re- reflect your relationships with others, I, I can't help but think of how what's been important is how doing yoga has affected my relationship with myself. Mm, I love I think that. that. Okay, yeah, I think that's yes. a good one. I think that's where I, what I can touch on mostly yeah. today because I'm hesitant to Perfect. Yeah. talk about 
how it's affected my relationship with someone else when we're going through a trial right now. I don't want to, okay. I'm hesitant, but um, that's always the best I place think, to start. I think doing yoga has helped me unpack mm-hmm. some uh, uh, trials and trauma and um, hurts from far back and right. childhood stuff mm-hmm. and um, helped me analyze my life and I think where I'm at now and I've been doing yoga now for I want to say nine years now what I'm working on is forgiveness um so it's yoga but more than just that God God, has has, you know that's that's where I'm at my life and um I'm finding out that it's hard sometimes to forget and forgive the past but um, I'm being guided and encouraged to let go of negative thoughts. And I think I've been held back a lot. And I think doing yoga does have something to do with trying to become a better person. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really where I am. I, I want to become a better person. I'm, I've been very reactive as well. Mm-hmm. I've been very extremely sensitive. And I'm like, one. I wonder a lot. Like, why am I so sensitive? Yeah. And I think it has to do with um, trying to protect yourself and your heart and, mm-hmm. and honestly not knowing why we're so sensitive. And so I've been learning a lot about these things um i think that doing yoga has helped me it helped me with the stress of it all right Right. and helped me with understanding um let's see when i don't do yoga for some time um, I feel like kind of all over the place and not centered, not as focused. So, and there's been times the past couple years with um, becoming pregnant, mm-hmm. moving from Guam, first of all, going through some family stuff, um, becoming pregnant, having a baby, a job loss in the family, a, a, a death in the family, um, m- moving back across the ocean over here. Uh, there's just been so much and there's been times in there where yoga wasn't my focus and I've felt lost and um, and, and it's I can't just attribute it all to yoga not by any means but there have been times when I was in California where I was doing a lot of yoga and I was starting to feel strong again starting yeah. to feel like direction again and then life life's changes and trials hit you again and you you know maybe I didn't go as regularly for a time so um, but I think it, it that's a natural progression I think it comes in waves yeah. right yeah so, um, you know, when life hits us, and that's what yoga is there to do, is it's, we're, it's there to help us practice it. Yeah. You know, so when life hits us, we fall off the wagon, right? And then we just don't practice anymore because, well, I'm too busy, I'm too stressed, you know. And that's when we need it the most, you know, and that's when the universe is trying to, to me, I feel like sometimes that's the universe's way of saying, come back. You yeah. Know, come yeah. back. But I yeah. feel sometimes, I like to say, I don't do yoga. Yoga does me. Yeah. Because I feel even oh, though great. I even though I'm not on my mat, a lot of times we take those things that we apply on yeah. the mat, off yeah. the mat, and just going through life. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Dealing and there's with different. The there's different stages. Not only different types of yoga, but there's yeah. different stages. Like maybe the first stages are just the asanas, the, the postures, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm to the point where I'm I'm kind of in the meditation stage where I'm yeah. trying to like let go of all my negative thoughts and like. I, I really feel like God's talking to me when um, when I'm in the meditative stage, and, and that feels great. That mm-hmm. feels vital to moving on and letting truly letting go of the past. But I mean, I do want to throw in, and I can go on and on about all that. But I do want to throw in that there has been a little bit of criticism about me <clears throat> in the past year. Um, Going in my little little yoga room and doing yoga instead of spending that quality time with my husband that um, that he and I both strongly desired. And um, it's because after the, after a long day with baby, um, and trying to figure out balance with emotions and and life with baby and life changes, I felt like before I could really have a good quality conversation with him that I needed to take some time for myself that day mm-hmm. and, and yeah. do some wind down and stretching yeah. so that I could be more, more present, present right. for him. him. He yeah. said at the same time as me and mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, when he when he threw that at me recently that, you know, I would go do yoga instead of spending time. But it was just a time in my life where I was trying to create some balance. And I did actually want to go sit on the couch and talk and, and have that time with him. And I didn't intend to um, to make him mad with that, you know. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm nervous to go on and on about that because I don't want to say anything. To but oh, that word balance. <laughs> and I, I have to say that in going through what I went through, too, I think... 
it was, you know, you're trying to, there's a little balance game definitely that goes on. So in taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and then knowing that there are needs of other people that you love and right. still having, so it was like, okay, so how do I find that balance between my voice standing up for myself and still being a little bit kinder because some of it was coming off pretty kind of harsh. Like, it was yeah. like, well, you know, I'm standing my ground and this is what yoga is teaching me. Well, it didn't need to teach me to be, you know, flexible. <laughs> right. You know, so it's like, I didn't have to carry. And that was mm-hmm. balance for sure. It was trying to find that part of me still taking care of me. Yeah. And then still offering, you know, when I was able to, when my cup was finally full, yeah. you know, then letting that overflow into my life and with my loved ones but it is a balance game and you know honestly like don't beat yourself up for it because it it is hard to do Mm -hmm. you know but it comes in yeah yeah and that's I mean that's how I like to end my yoga classes when we're about to go in Shavasana I always have everyone put their right arm over their chest palm to heart their other arm across their belly give themselves a squeeze and give back to themselves what we especially as women like we are so quick to just be generous with our time our attention our affection we give 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 and it's like it's got to come from the overflow we got to give to ourselves first that attention affection appreciation and love Mm -hmm. and let it flow out because a lot of times I find myself getting irritated like doing everything doing everything and it's because that's my choosing to do this and that this for KPB here exactly. split myself in three pe- in three pieces and be at all these different things when it's like wait I'm accountable for that because I said I was going to do all this, but I have to recharge and whatever yeah. our recharge is, recharge. right? Whether it's going yeah. doing asanas, whether it's going for a run, whatever it is, but starting first with us. And we got to uh, wrap it up soon, but I want this to be the segue into what we're all going to be doing for ourselves, but also sharing for everyone who will be coming to the Solcation, um, full moon Solcation 2020 that's going to happen on the 8th and 9th. So I'm excited to have you guys there. And can you share a little bit, just a little, little bit, because how much time do we have, Uncle Ken? Taza? Oh, we're past. Oh, we're past. Okay, so <laughs> just share what, what is your practice uh, and uh, what you're going to provide and, and at the Solcation 2020. It's going to be February 8th and 9th at Retidian Eco Beach Resort. We're so excited. It's glamping. Food uh, provided by Fuuna Cultures, plant-based cuisine. Um, these two lovely ladies will be teaching... Say it. Um... I was going to make it a surprise, but it's cooler community style yoga. So, so supporting each yeah, other. Yeah, so it's... I love it. We're doing it in support of each other. So it's... Um, we get together and we're, you know, all in a circle. And what we're going to do is we're going to trust ourselves and our strength to hold up other people. But we're also... It's that whole receiving and giving right and but we're also trusting other people mm. and their strengths to Ooh, hold us up did she yeah. just say trust yeah that's a big issue <laughs> that's yeah that's well, a big I'm thing excited i need to, to learn from yeah. you in that area and i'm gonna oh. um teach ashtanga or sh- ashtanga based <laughs> Sorry, okay. but yeah I, I plan to do ashtanga short form okay uh, and it it, it it could end up being a little bit flowy or yeah. All right. A little bit flexible with that Ashtanga. Okay. But, um, yeah. I love Ashtanga. So, yay. So, we're so going to have a lot of different styles. And, of course, Raymond, I just want to share a little bit. Raymond's not here today. I love Ray. So, he is, it's interesting because we met here on Guam, but we all kind of like took the different similar classes in LA. We did everything together from Golden Bridge, the Kundalini Yoga out there, um, Mas Vidal, who was more of like an. Um, He's more like Ayurvedic, Hatha type of practice, but also Anusara. So we all kind of, he and I did like a lot of the same um, trainings. But he, so he practices Raja Yoga, known as Royal Yoga, working with the eight limbs, breath work, you know, pretty much the mantras and whatnot. And Ayurveda, like I said. But what he will be doing for the Solcation is he's going to apply a lot of that same kind of Hatha flow, but also include the Ayurvedic element of... um, self-healing through it so nice. between all of that and then I'll teach a bhakti flow we'll do a lot of chanting okay. I'll be leading a lot that. of Sanskrit um, uh, uh, call and response uh, kirtan and then Manyeko Dioro will do a lot of the Chamorro chanting oh, cool. so it'll be a full 
full weekend of a lot of amazing um, yeah. healing things. There's so much more to say, but I know we're up for time. We'll have to have a part two. Yeah, yeah. we will. Yeah. Next week, next week we're going to share more a little bit about, because God, yoga has so many layers. We'll, we'll all of that next week. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, for being thank here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. And thank you. I will catch you next time. And you can catch this show and all other shows on... Wait, because I have to find my list. (laughs) Pandora, (laughs) iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Peace out.